0: Hey everyone, this is that girl with the curls. This is Sam, and uh, bringing you yet another episode. This is episode 20 of the podcast with uh, our guest. Uh, my, our, I'm the Royal We. Uh, our guest is Claire Hummel, uh, better known as Shumla uh, online. You would probably be most familiar with her work, which is the historically accurate Disney princesses, where the costumes are based on the time period in which they the stories would roughly take place. Uh, within I think the movie universes at least so uh, I've been wanting to talk to Claire for a long time uh, I do talk about it in the podcast, but I'm always very concerned about how persistent I am in in getting people to come on. I don't want to... It's always skirting the line between uh, persistence and stalker, and uh, I feel at this point I'm still walking it very well, but I'm, I'm waiting for the day that shoe drops, and I'm just, you know, sent a cease and desist order or something like that, or some kind of a restraining order. But anyway, Claire was... An awesome guest. Uh, I'm a tad bit giddy in this one, so we're bounce around a lot. Uh, I don't apologize for that. I was really happy to talk to her, and Claire's always just been fun to talk to at the different cons I've seen her at too. So I sincerely hope that you enjoy this episode. And um, as always, you can find me online at darling underscore sammy s m. S-A-M-M-Y. I know how to spell my own name. Uh, you can also go to maniacalgeek.com and read all the articles that I write, as well as the new segment Kara Reads Books uh, by my friend Kara, obviously. And uh, also find us on Facebook and like us there at uh, Mania- Maniacal Curls, if you put that into the URL, or just search for it. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Claire Hamilton. Like oh no, it's not gonna be no more technical difficulties. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, it's like running around the office trying to figure out where I can plug in my phone and talk privately, and figured it out. So yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> finally. Oh my god, thank you for putting, <laughs> thank you for being so patient, trying to well, get this to actually work.
0: I, I the thing is, I almost feel like I should apologize for like pushing.
1: No. No, I really wanted to. It's always been, like, lovely chatting with you at
0: conventions and stuff, so,
1: yeah, Yeah,
0: I'm psyched. Yeah, good, excellent, because I always feel like I skirt that line between, like, okay, I'm persistent, but I don't want to turn into stalker.
1: (laughs) I always feel like I should tell people, like, no, please, please be persistent. Please pester the hell out of me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, lucky for you, I got an award for it in grade school, so. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Wait, did, what yeah. was what was the specific award for? It was I was in fifth grade. I got a I got an award for most persistent <laughs> that's, um, that's from so my amazing. teacher. That was also the day I learned what persistent meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, oh,
1: that is pretty great.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I had kept it. I don't know if I still have it at all. But yeah, it you
1: could you could wear that as a badge of honor. Honestly, oh my <laughs>
0: god, put that on my wall. I'll be like, yep through you master's degree here's the award for persistence <laughs>
1: lived up to it yeah exactly
0: done my mama proud uh, <laughs> how okay. are you doing i'm
1: good it's um i'm stressing out a little before uh ctn but work's going well and so
0: yeah it's good there's, there's, this is like nice still on and everything right yes yes i am is there anything you can talk about at this point or are you guys still like not depressed? yet? Unfortunately,
1: like I want to so bad. Uh, <laughs> like we're really excited about what we're working on and I'm with an amazing team that is I could not be happier. But yeah, we're definitely mm-hmm. in that really early brainstorming phase which is just like, well, we haven't even gotten like internal approval to work on what we're working <laughs> on, so we definitely can't <laughs> tell anyone about it yet. But Okay. Like no uh, exclusives here from
0: Claire. I'm all, damn, ah, uh,
1: damn. I feel like a couple months I'm holding out. I can't wait to actually talk to people about my job.
0: You're just bursting at the yeah. scene. Like, I wanna tell you cool things. That's yeah, so
1: frustrating. Oh wow.
0: Well. Survive. Right. But then when it happens, you'll be like, Oh, I can breathe again. Yeah.
1: I just and want that day to that. be sooner.
0: Yes. I yes. want um well, and um, and like you said, I mean, we're we we're, we're starting this thing, by the way, just letting you know. Oh, I've cool. <laughs> uh, podcast, just
1: more, you know, podcast <laughs> as listeners. Exactly. It's
0: like this is Claire hello, Claire, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also known as a uh, shubala. Just gonna start spewing secrets
1: and obscenities and. you
0: know. I figured if I didn't tell you prior, to, then you might say something and be like, "Ha ha, gotcha." <laughs> <laughs> That's how I roll. That's how this girl works. So yes, hi, hi. Yes, Claire, uh Claire. Yeah, because uh, I've I've seen you at, at several conventions, uh, mostly Emerald City Comic Con, uh, and you. I think a lot a lot of people know you basically as the as the woman who does the uh, Disney historical accuracy, you know, prints and whatnot.
1: Yes, for better for worse, that seems to be what people. I am known for.
0: You got a lot of traction with Uh, those when they when they hit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's been good.
0: Yeah, and um, I just kind of want to start there at least because that is like a big thing, and um, I'm a huge fan of those definitely because I have was it I have Belle, I have Tiana, Rapunzel, and Megara. I think right now. Good choices. (laughs) I know. (laughs) um, My mother has Maleficent and Aurora because she's a huge Sleeping Beauty fan. Oh,
1: awesome. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was like, you have to see this. And then she, she was at a con. I don't know if you met her, but um, she was there. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. Keeping it in the family. I remember her,
0: you know, all the people you see. (laughs) (laughs) But um, when did, uh, when did you start doing that kind of stuff? Was it the art that started first? Or was it more the interest in like the costumes or the, the movies in general? Or how did that come about?
1: Well, I, I feel like like any of us in our generation, like we grew up with Disney films. And so, of course, that fascination was there. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I had a latent, constant interest in historical fashion. Like I love history. I grew up going to museums and traveling and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was specifically like a couple years ago, I was visiting my sister while she was working at um, Colonial Williamsburg. And she was a and she was a costumed interpreter and so I'd go and visit and she'd be in full in full seventeen seventies garb and she'd be hanging out with her tailor friends who would be like hand stitching clothing and they'd be making jokes about historical costuming and it just like something in the back of my head was like, Huh, I wonder what Belle would look like if she was actually in the right time period And weirdly enough I was thinking of her blue dress, which I haven't even I haven't actually drawn.
0: Oh, the Um, peasant dress, basically?
1: Yeah, yeah, her peasant dress. And Mm -hmm. so I just kind of had that in the back of my mind and decided to draw up um, what I now see to be a very historically inaccurate version of her gold (laughs) dress. But that's another conversation. Um, And it just kind of took off. Like, it was one of the first things I really posted to Tumblr. And I think I owe the virality of that format for really getting it out there and getting people to encourage me to do more. And yeah, that's kind of how it's for started better now. for
0: worse. Because I know the, <laughs> yeah. the conversation has been.
1: <laughs> oh, I get so many, and I feel bad because, like, of course I love doing them, but you know, I started the project like several years ago,
0: mm-hmm. and so I want
1: to continue sketching out ideas, but I also want to move on to new projects, and finding that balance is is tough.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Because I mean, they, I mean, they're good. They're so good. And thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I love um, Maid Marian as well. Like, that's just, like, the most hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge Robin Hood fan, and when I saw that, I just burst out laughing.
1: Oh, I'm so glad, because I had one person who's, like, really ticked that I didn't do an actual historical
0: Maid Marian. <laughs> I felt really bad. Oh, oh you mean the uh, the woman dressed up as a fox? Like, <laughs> is it historically accurate enough for you? <laughs> Oh, but, well, can't please everyone. That's what I'm I learning. Suppose. I mean, you can try, <laughs> but you might end up killing yourself in the process. Yeah, yeah it's not going to happen anytime soon. Oh, good. Uh, Excellent. Um, glad to keep you around for a while. Uh, Just so you can do Kita eventually, and then... Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm going to put that out there for people so they can uh, they can start the charge. <laughs> Uh, I mean, is there there a particular princess or Disney character that you've wanted to do for a while, but you just haven't had the time to? Or, I mean, all of them could also be an answer. Uh, All of
1: them is definitely an answer. Um, I love a lot of the sort of more obscure characters. So, um, like Katrina Von Tassel from uh, Sleepy Hollow or Slewfoot Sue. And
0: just kind Mm -hmm. of, I have
1: time periods that I really like. And so those are very tempting. Um, And I'd love to revisit some of the ones I've already done. So I'd love to, like, take another shot at Jasmine or kind of tweak Belle to be more accurate to the stuff Mm -hmm. I know now. Like, I've learned so much in the past couple of years doing this series and from people, like, reaching out to me and giving me resources or critiques. And so I, like, I look back on that old art and it's just like, oh, I can make it so much better.
0: (laughs) Went back. Doesn't have the time. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) And so... We'll see if it happens, but some part of me has considered releasing them kind of like transitioning into concept sketches rather than finished. So I can still work on them. I can still design them, but maybe being a little less worried about finishing polished and that sort of thing, but.
0: Yeah, uh, well, and it's it's yeah, because as a history major myself, um, that was uh, that was what that master's was that I pushed aside for the persistence award. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool to to see those and like the the fact that you put thought into them. Uh, I mean, because it's it's got to be quasi based either on the movie or maybe the original story. Um, I would I would assume right right. No recording. The problem is it's happened before where that it says it's recording, but then I only have like five minutes of a one <laughs> <What> hour podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm so paranoid about that kind of thing.
0: Oh my god. So I'm gonna stop the recording here and um and then we'll just we'll I'll re up it again. I might have to call you back. Um, yeah, no, to that's
1: totally fine. I'd okay, rather be
0: safe Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll try and pe- I'll piece it together in editing. So Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> Well, if we're good, we're still good. I'll just piece it together. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> I've definitely, I recorded a podcast with some of my friends down in L.A., and after we finished it, we had this, like, long, impassioned discussion about, like, racism in video games and a very serious topic, and then, like, an hour later, I got a call being like, well, none of that recorded. <laughs> we have to Oh, do it God. Again. And so we had to, like, fake this recording. <laughs> it was it was very unpleasant
0: but oh no we we i had that happen before when i was at my the the previous website used to write for we um, we were interviewing uh Kyle Higgins who writes uh, who used to write Nightwing oh and, yeah uh,
1: yeah now he does cowl oh that's cool
0: oh we did a we did a whole hour and a half with him and i had every i was in portland at the time but i brought all my stuff with me to record and everything and then something happened and we only got like Five minutes out of him, and oh, it was. And then oh. he was very kind and and was able to record the next day. But I just felt so bad. <laughs> right? That is such a pain. I was just like, I'm so sorry. You're the greatest person in the world for doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> um. So get him back on track because this will probably end up making it in there anyway. We'll just see. <laughs> yeah. This a comedy gold absolutely don't you dare waste this i won't (laughs) i waste no opportunities (laughs) uh so getting back into the the costuming and everything with the princesses so you you basically you want to do more concept sketches instead Mm -hmm. of like colored um the finished products i guess Uh, right do you think it's just because you want to get more out or just do, you know, do more, um, is that kind of the idea, instead of, like, spending all that time polishing it?
1: Yeah, I think I found that my favorite part of the process is, is really the research and design of the costumes, and then finishing is just kind of like, okay, that's just turning it into an illustration, and it's using a style that's kind of something I did three years ago, so it's kind of mm-hmm. weird, um, and so I'd love the chance to just, like, I have a, a ton of these designed and I just haven't posted them because they aren't finished yet. And so Merida's like sitting there in my sketchbook, just waiting to be posted. And I'd much rather kind of, I forget that it's a project for me and that I should treat it as such. And I should have fun doing it. And so I'm hoping I can kind of return to that. Um, Cause I always feel guilty if I don't finish something and I think like, Oh God, but what if people want prints of this? And it's like, well, they'll, they'll survive. They'll still be yeah. happy. It's okay. You just
0: you just make them like coloring books, and then they can color them themselves. Yeah, exactly. Just hire other people to do it for free on their own like, time. Like here, I did all the pencils and inks. Just get a colorist, and then yeah. you guys finish it. Like, yeah. So we'll see account.
1: if I follow through on that because I said I'd do that with Elsa too. I was like, oh, I'll just sketch, and then that did not happen. So.
0: <laughs> I'm sure people are, like, clamoring for Anna as well. Yeah, you know.
1: I feel bad, like, leaving her as an unfinished set. So Anna might have to be a finished one just to, ah, oh, I'm or never going to get away from these things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They'll just watch, um, what, what's the show, uh, Once Upon a Time or something like that, and they can, yeah. they can get their fill. <laughs> I <can> go look <laughs> like, at that. It's good enough.
1: It's, yeah, it's it's fast. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't know. I don't even watch the show anymore, so. Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, I have, um, I, I love showing people this, the the sketch that you did for me with the first time I met you at Emerald City of um, Molly Pitcher. Oh, yes, yeah. uh, that was so much fun. Yeah, she, yeah it's so cool, because I'm, I'm not even kidding, like, sometimes I will just get ideas in my head, I'm like, man, I really wish Claire would draw this, like, a historical <laughs> person. Or whatever. Um, I think I told you at Rose City Comic Con when I saw you last time, it was like, oh, yeah, Calamity Jane, and... Uh, like I could pick out all these historical women, and just be like, could you just do a series? <laughs> I
1: love that kind of stuff, especially you know any anything Western. Totally floats my oh, boat, God. and mm-hmm. yeah,
0: westerns are pro- yeah they're one of my favorite genres. That I, I I feel like that they either drop the ball on on doing nowadays, or they just really don't explore them as well. I, I don't know.
1: know it's it's such you know, it gets caught up in kind of the old tropes of Westerns, which I love. I love old tropey Westerns, but at the same time, like it's such an interesting time period and it's much broader and more interesting than what most Westerns actually play around with. And um, (laughs) yeah, one of my current like side projects that I want to spend more time on and it's hard to say it's like a side project because it's more like, oh, I had an idea Mm -hmm. and now I'm going to turn it into something but i really want to do um like a series of illustrations around dinosaurs in the old west so like oh like belly of guanji yeah yeah but like done well <laughs> so so like you know the oregon trail with with ceratopsians and just really like figuring out how to integrate them into that world in a very like dinotopia-esque sort of way
0: Oh, that's um, just so many things mixed together, it sounds awesome. I know. Like, I'm really, <laughs> really excited. <laughs> I saw the um the Red Dead Redemption ones with the Oregon Trail.
1: Oh uh, yes. Oh it's
0: so I loved Oregon Trail as a kid. Like um we we had a computer lab thing and we would go in oh, together. Of course, yeah. Uh, you just put your friends in, and you're like, Hey Matt, you died of dysentery <laughs>
1: It's always so nice to hear that everyone else put their friends' names in there as well.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, why not? Like, like you're gonna come up with other people's names? God forbid. Put uh, your family in there. Yeah. Like, like, what what profession did you did you choose? Did you did you have a favorite or a go to?
1: Oh, I think I was always doctor.
0: Yeah, I think I did that too.
1: Because <laughs> it was like, you know, I'm not banker, I'm not all wealthy, but I'm not gonna be a sad school teacher who has like zero skills on the trail. <laughs> But doctor was a nice in-between, and it seemed like a useful
0: skill yeah. to have. Less chance of dying of dysentery. Um, <laughs> just a little. Hopefully. Yeah. Just slightly, like a little bit of a leg up. Boarding yeah. a river, not as much. A
1: <laughs> not, not as much of a, a boon there. But and We actually yeah. traveled the Oregon Trail when I was a kid um, on hopefully. a road trip. Yeah, and so that just further fueled my obsession with, into adulthood. Ah, there we go.
0: Uh, we um, see, my guy when I was like twelve, my my dad and my stepmother at the time and my sister and I, we drove to South Dakota to see um, my stepmother's father, and we went to these places where uh, my stepmother Mary would just be like, oh, and th- you know, this is where Sakawea or Sacajoua, she was like really trying to get into it. And she's like, this is the Missouri headwaters, and we're just standing there like. Yep, that's the river. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had the There you go. Course, like, I think at 12, it's like, yep, it's the river.
1: <laughs> like, you don't quite understand how cool this thing is that you're looking at.
0: Like, not quite yet. Uh, no. And then she was like, oh, that's where Lewis and Clark were, where you peed over there in the woods, <laughs> Sam's Like, great. <laughs> uh... Family vacations are fun. I uh, recommend them to everybody <laughs> awesome so uh and actually um I did you know what you were saying about uh oh god what was it it was like the racism and historical accuracy and oh oh no with the um with the westerns like there's there's different avenues of exploration um I I was thinking about that in terms of animation because uh did you see book of life at all I'm trying to think. No,
1: I have not seen it yet. Ah, oh. I saw Big Hero 6, and I haven't seen Book of Light yet. Shame on me. Even though okay, I've been, like, obsessively tracking its production. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. all right, first of all, did you like Big Hero 6?
1: Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, okay, okay. Perfect, but extremely enjoyable, and Hero and Baymax were the cutest thing since sliced bread. So.
0: I know. It was so adorable. <laughs> uh. And the, I just I love like um the characters too like the the girl with the uh, go-go I think with the um mm-hmm. Tron like thing going on there. Yeah, that was awesome. And then I never get tired of TJ Miller showing up in pretty much everything now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, he is uh, <laughs> making a way for himself
0: yeah, uh, uh, the voiceover stuff, how to train your dragon is always uh, it's always kinda of pleasant hearing uh, him and Kristen Wig going at it as roughness. Oh my god, I net. forgot.
1: Oh my god, I forgot that's him. He's in everything. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh. I definitely
1: want to uh I want to juxtapose some of his lines from Silicon Valley over Fred from Big Hero Six because, <laughs> Oh goodness.
0: Yeah, it's just like, Yeah, science. <laughs> yeah. That was probably my favorite line the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Denver, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Book of Life uh, kind of struck me because I mean, I don't, I don't know how you, how did you actually feel about Frozen, like the movie itself? Like, I mean, I, other oh, than I
1: ah, uh, I feel so bad professing it's okay, my you can have about. An unpopular that. opinion. Uh, yeah, no, I. I enjoy watching it. I own it, but I also have, like, a ton of problems with it. I feel like you can see that it was a troubled production. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, It just feels like it could have been a lot deeper. I was really thrown off. I remember seeing the uh, – I saw a preview for, or like, uh, an early screening at CTN last year, um, mm-hmm. and the opening sequence with them, like, hacking ice out in this beautifully lit – scene that was very Nordic and Viking-esque, and I got so excited, and then the rest of the film did not really deliver on that, and it just feels like, yeah, I don't know, it has a lot of odd holes in it, and a lot of people uphold it as just being this amazing film with role models and sisters, and I just think Lilo and Stitch was an amazing film with sisters and role models, and so I just go and I rewatch that, I call yeah, it a day.
0: Yeah. Lilo and Stitch, Mulan had a really good, you know, uh, gender-bent uh, message as well. Like, because, yeah, I I understand the, the reason why people love it, and I get it. And there's a bunch of kids who now have Let It Go on their, you know, uh, iPods and everything.
1: Yeah, and like, please note that that music is insanely catchy. Like, the whole oh week no. afterwards... Like I, I was on a trip. Uh, I was on a trip in London visiting a developer, and every day walking to work, it's like I had that soundtrack blasting on my phone. So,
0: oh that, I totally no, I mean, it. same thing with me. I mean, it's the same. It's the what, husband and wife who did Avenue Q and Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, so, so. all of
1: which are amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're bound to. I mean, let it go even after. Yeah, getting out of the theater, even though I was kind of like ticked off at the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: still like, no, I'm getting the soundtrack. I'm,
0: yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, let it go. I'll just be at work and just it'll just jump in. I'm like, what the hell? It's been months. Yeah, <laughs> like, and
1: I feel like that's less. I mean, that definitely that exemplifies like my frustration with the film. It's it's you know it was a fine, enjoyable film, but I. It frustrates me that like I considered Wreck It Ralph to be like leagues better than Frozen, but since it isn't a musical, it's not really as viral. It doesn't get as shared as much, and so it seems like Frozen is the standout hit, even though I'd argue that Disney has had far better films on their docket recently.
0: But yeah, um, yeah, because I was I'm still a big Tangled fan. Like it's probably one of my Oh yeah. Oh my, yeah. Oh my gosh, so of, like, charming. The- Oh, my God, I know. And the thing is, when I went into that one, I had no expectations because of the marketing. Yeah, I mean, it was like we went from Rapunzel to Tangled because Princess doesn't track well with boys. And (laughs) uh, because, you know, it worked out so well for John Carter because everyone knew what that was about. (laughs) Oh, Oh God, John Carter. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, and I feel like like Tangled was a chance for them to, they kind of, Reassessed the Disney genre and kind of played, or the Disney princess genre, and they kind of played with it a bit, and it just seemed so fresh and charming and sincere. Yeah, it
0: so was. Nice. It reminded me it was it was like the antithesis of the Shrek movies, where it's like, hey, we can do this without making references, without you know, yeah, it's got a little bit of a pop vibe because it's Mandy Moore, but
1: yeah, it's
0: um, but it's still. You, like everything's believable. The, there's explanations for things that you know the the hair and everything. Um, Flynn and Rapunzel are actually a really like you understand why they fell in love with each other uh, over the course of three days. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: pretty. Uh, yeah, he still run into those issues, but yeah, I love Tangled.
0: I yeah. I'll I'll get the, I'll get every once in a while a song from that stuck in my head too, and I'm like, oh man, this is way better. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. But uh, yeah, cause with yeah with Frozen, I had written a whole thing where I was just like, okay, look, I get why y'all like it. I'm just gonna tell you why <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Um, and it's like the animation's gorgeous. Like, yeah, the the opening song gives you a very false sense of what the movie's gonna be, about. right? And I've seen all those animatics too, where it was like from the when the story was different, um, mm. but they took out like things that were first uh, that they yeah. were playing around. Um, and those there were like scenes with Anna and, and Elsa where they were actually acting like sisters. I'm like, where was this? <laughs> like, I would loved that. That's what that. kills me.
1: Yeah. Like, I feel like you see those hints like they mention the curse, but they never really follow up on the curse. You don't find out if she was born with the curse. Or if she was cursed, and why do these trolls know about the curse, and why does the dad know about the curse, and why do the trolls, why aren't the trolls just honest about said curse? And and I, yeah, it's, I feel like the internet decides that you either have to love something or hate it, and so it's very hard to have a gray opinion about something, and so whenever Frozen comes up, it's like, I just don't want to go to the trouble of explaining, like, I enjoy it, there's stuff I like about it, but...
0: Mm-hmm. here are yeah, my issues. That butt part. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I like, I almost did a, I did like a, my own rewrite of it. I was like, here's where the story could have gone. <laughs> I like, always do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did that with Maleficent too. I just couldn't get behind what Disney was trying to sell me on, on that movie. Cause it's like, you have the greatest Disney villain, one that required absolutely no backstory. <laughs> And you wouldn't her backstory. I am just
1: watching through, I'm just like, Oh, I see I see what you're trying to do, I get it, but no. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not
0: it's, quite. Like, why couldn't we just go with the story about we already know she's a villain. You could go the route of her becoming a villain. It's
1: okay. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily need like a redeeming backstory for all of my villains. Yeah, I'm it, okay with them just being assholes. That's fine.
0: You know, Ursula was really just misunderstood the whole time. <laughs> um, she wanted what was best for the kingdom. Oh. <laughs> and then Ariel just went and signed her life away. I mean, you know, girl, as you do, <laughs> like, like you do. Yeah. Um, but getting back to what my original point was, <laughs> uh, I swear I had one. Because uh, the thing was with Frozen, it was so vaguely Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they have like the first song and I think there's like, an intermission type, like, interlude or something like that. They're in a church. And that's the only time it's ever Scandinavian. Um, but you, uh, when you see Book of Life, I mean, I can tell you, it's infused with Mexican culture. I mean, even the songs that they use, which are all, like, pop, you know, pop songs for the most part, um, they make them, like, unique to the story. And, uh, and it just kind of reminded me of what you said, like, with Westerns. Like, there's so many other stories because there's so many other – there was all these other people out there.
1: Yeah, like, the idea of the gruff white male cowboy is just so overdone and so inaccurate. Like, there's mm-hmm. just so many stories that haven't been told because history is told by the privileged and the winners. And I mm-hmm. it just seems like such a shame. Explore those viewpoints and talk about women in the in the old west and people of color and Native American dialogues and mm-hmm. so many interesting things. And yet we always fall back on those same kind of tired tropes. And I love them for what they are, but I
0: want I want variety. Yeah, it's like I like a good John Wayne movie every once in Absolutely. a while. Absolutely, yeah. After a while, circling the wagons is just not going to do it for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta change it up. Yeah, I did enjoy the. Did you ever see Waggons East? No. Okay, so so it's a comedy. It was like one of John Candy's last ones, I think. Um, and it's it's also got oh, what's his name? He played Prince John in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um,
1: uh, Richard Lewis. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes, Richard Lewis. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they play uh, Richard Lewis plays like this guy who he's fed up with being in the West. And so he gets a whole bunch of his, his friends to travel back to the East. Um, and it's all about, like, uh, the, the I guess, the railroad tycoons wanting to stop them from coming back and telling everyone the West sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is outstanding. Like, I, I, I like things like that. Like, that that's an interesting take on the West, you know. I think A Million Ways to Die in the West was trying to do that and Blazing Saddles at the same time and just didn't quite make it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's hard then, to beat Blazing Saddles. Oh,
0: yeah. It's just, I figure every Western that's a comedy after that was just trying to be it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Constantly looking up and seeing what you have to reach for.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, parody movies, what they are, I mean, we don't have any of them anymore anyway, so... <laughs> Very disappointing, really, when you think about it.
1: It is, yeah. No, yeah. like,
0: uh, I don't know. I lost it there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can lose my train of thought like everybody else. Whatever. Um, so I saw in your uh, on your Tumblr and your your blog and everything that you're really you're. Re- I mean, you are a, a huge animation fan. So um, was was that has that always been present? Like in terms of, I know, like like me growing up with the Disney films or did you start in animation or was it always like drawing first?
1: Uh, I think it was because, I mean, I grew up with the films, but I also grew up with my dad um, working in the animation industry, like on the tech oh. side of the animation industry when I was a kid. So I grew up in LA and my dad was working at Disney uh, TV animation, Disney Imagineering, and then DreamWorks like right when it started up. So working on Prince of Egypt and Eldorado, that sort of thing. Oh, um, I
0: love movies <laughs> I love them so
1: much, and so i was i was as a kid like I was so just i I wish I could say I made up my own mind about it, but spending time at studios and just like tracing model sheets and just being really embedded in that culture just i was i was totally con- I was like, well, obviously I'm gonna grow up to work in animation. <laughs> what else would I do? And so even when I was um, even when I was graduating from RISD, I was convinced. I was like, yep, this is it. I'm going to get an apprenticeship down in L.A. I'm going to get into the animation industry, figured it out. Uh, and it was kind of a surprise that Microsoft came out of nowhere and um, made a very compelling offer, and <laughs> that's how I ended up in games. And actually, like, I didn't play a ton of games beforehand. Like, I played WoW, I played Myst games and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and it was only upon starting to work at Microsoft that I actually started getting really involved in games and the games industry and all that jazz. So, and uh, uh,
0: I mean, uh, what game did you work on while you were at, at Microsoft?
1: Oh my god, <laughs> so many games! So I worked at a at a central on a central team called Central Media. Um, which was really cool because it meant that we were uh, kind of a SWAT team brought in when projects were in trouble or needed uh, sort of subject matter expertise or anything like that. So we'd dive into a project, work really hard and drill down, and then we'd pull out. Um, So you never really got the satisfaction of seeing a project from beginning to end, but it meant that we touched a ton of projects. Uh So um, in theory, I have something like 60 – games under my belt working at Microsoft. Not Well, wow. some of those are unshipped projects. But, you know, it was varying. <laughs> so some of them I would spend a lot of time working on. Some of them were just, you know, small little day jobs. Um, but it's everything from Alan Wake to Crackdown 2, Gears of War, to Connectimals <laughs> and tons of casual Connect games. Um, <laughs> and most recently, stuff like uh the Legends and Sunset
0: Overdrive and some of the Xbox One stuff, which is really fun. Uh, oh,
1: cool. I mean, is, there, uh,
0: is there an aspect to it that really, like, appealed to you? Was just the design stuff, or uh, was it, I mean, did you get more into gaming as you were a part of the world uh, to an extent?
1: Yeah, I got way more into gaming. Like, I yeah. definitely, this has been a rough week to be, rough month to be into gaming and not have any time to play games, because there are a lot of games coming out you know, mm-hmm. that I do not have time to play. So I just have <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity and Shadow of Mordor and Destiny all piling up on my coffee table. So hopefully mm. I'll find the time to play them. Um, but, but it was really quick, interesting. Do, right?
0: yeah.
1: It was interesting to kind of transition from animation, which is a very much, you know, it's it's a consistent experience. It's a narrative linear experience. And then going into interactive where you have to design for an entirely different audience, like you 're designing for people interacting with the world and making decisions that you can 't control and it 's a it 's a very different kind of situation, but it was really fun I definitely enjoyed
0: I, it I, I imagine it 's a much more collaborative environment too uh, you know it's it 's not just you working on it i mean it's it 's hundreds of other people or i mean you have? Um, did you have, like, a small group you were working with in, or were you left here on devices for some stuff, and then all you guys came together? How, how did that work? Uh, we were
1: a pretty small team. I cannot remember specific numbers right now, but we uh, were <laughs> working with a pretty small, tight group of people, um, especially when, when we were split up per project, then usually it was only a couple of us at that central team uh, working on any given game, but then we would be sort of interfacing with the developer so if we were working with insomniac, we would have our small in-house team, but then we'd be working with their art directors and their artists and that sort of thing
0: okay um and so with you know this this gaming background now uh and then also with the animation stuff, you know with that, i mean obviously you can't talk about it with h b o like are you or is it like a similar environment or are you, uh, are you getting, I mean, are you striving for more independent work, I guess?
1: Uh, I actually really love working on teams. I think it keeps me honest and it keeps me working hard. Like I love having deadlines and someone looming over my shoulder to make sure I'm getting stuff done. So that's kind of nice, and HBO is great. It's um, it's an interactive team within uh, the HBO Digital Products branch, and so it's very much, lots of brainstorming, lots of rapid prototyping of stuff in Engine, and it's more than I think I ever really got to get uh, back at Microsoft. So.
0: Hmm. Uh, no, it just, it sounds like every time I you kind of like update on Twitter or something like that, it's kind of like, oh, what's she doing? What's she
1: doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday I will tell people,
0: I swear. Like, in a couple of years, they'll be like, ah, oh my God. Because uh, I know that you were, uh, I mean, in, in terms of like previous stuff, like with diversity and everything, I saw that you were really excited about, I think it was a game that had to do with an Eskimo girl um that was coming out or something along those lines uh if you remember that at all
1: yes and of course i can't remember the name of the game so i'm gonna look it up right now Ah. because i want to make sure i give it a shout out Mm -hmm. um of course i find an article about the game and then never alone that's what it's called (laughs) never alone okay yeah, but it's a it's an indigenous game studio and working heavily with uh, cultural liaisons and it's just it's it's almost very similar to what um, Book of Life is doing where it's it's not from the outside looking in on a culture it's from the inside looking out it's people who understand the importance and the priorities of these cultural stories in a way that none of us could possibly get it and sharing it out with people in a very, like, smart, informed way. It's just mm-hmm. so cool. I don't want that to keep happening so bad.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's it's one of those things, like, like I came out of Book of Life because like, I really wanted to see the, the movie because just from the get-go, the, the designs were beautiful. Oh, it's so
1: remarkable, like, compared to any yeah. of the other animated films, like, mainstream animated films that are out on the market nowadays. Like, they just took such a gamble. They clearly weren't trying to be Pixar or Disney or DreamWorks. Just kind of went with their own thing.
0: Yeah, and, so. and, and and just carved out a space where, we're like, look, this, this is another mm-hmm. avenue where we can tell stories. Like, yeah, people kind of know about you know, Dia de los Muertos, you know, in, in a, a passing way, mm-hmm. but here's a, here's a movie that says, this is Mexico. And, uh, it does start with it. Mexico being the, the center of the world, which as we know is true. Absolutely. Um, exactly. And, and I like how they frame it too. It's very much framed in the mythological as well as kind of the modern. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I enjoy that because like you look at La Muerte and you look at Chibalba and everything, you're like, Oh my God, those are amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I, I want to live in this world.
1: It's just so refreshing. To see that kind know. of thing.
0: It's like you, uh, I mean, I, yeah, we love Disney, but you look at every movie and, you know, from each era forward and, yeah, they try to make things a little distinct, but after a while you're like, yeah, it's the same face design, it's the same this, that, and the other thing, you know, no sharp lines unless it's Atlantis. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you have Mike Mignola doing character designs for you. Which is so
0: cool. Oh, uh, so which,
1: cool. But yeah, it's just nice to see a studio come in and really change things up and kind of shake up the pot of what people expect and what people expect to be successful. And I feel the same thing with Leica, the stop motion studio down in uh, Portland that does uh, Paranorman and uh, Box Trolls and that sort of thing. Like they are just going nuts with their kind of movie and their narrative structure and aesthetic. And it's so cool and I really hope that stuff becomes embraced in the same way that those, the big studios are.
0: Yeah, it it just feels like at times like people are you know we don't get as much experiment uh, experiment films. Um, I agree. Like yeah, yeah. Like we don't have like the Rankin and Basses and um and whatnot. <sighs>
1: just i love i love seeing the um like animated shorts and stuff uh that keep popping up because i feel like it shows way more experimental animation
0: and i just mm-hmm. i dream of seeing that stuff on on longer feature films as well so yeah um yeah i, I don't know do you ever watch a uh, dc nation at all oh yeah absolutely yeah, so when they would do those uh, little shorts uh oh like, cute oh my god like the the wonder woman uh I love those <laughs> Valley animation was like, this is, I would watch a, like a 15 minute show of this or a half hour. I don't care. Like do six episodes. It's like, uh, it's totally doable. And you know, uh, was it the lightning and, and thunder and uh plastic man and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. It was just like, this is the stuff that I want. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about SpongeBob anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, But, uh, oh, did you see Over the Garden Wall yet?
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. I sat down uh, with my boyfriend, Justin Oaksford, and we just kind of, like, blasted through it in one night. And it went from charming and lovely to just being like, oh, my
0: gosh, this is way cooler than I could have ever expected. Uh, I was really impressed with it. It was so good. I mean, just even the, uh, just the aesthetics alone and then Mm -hmm. the story that they're telling is such a great, a fairy tale um with with in every sense of the word cuz i love how dark it kind of it gets i mean like how dark it already is you know yeah it's it's very
1: creepy but it maintains that storybook style and that almost old american aesthetic and folkloric music
0: and ugh oh, it's just very unique i really love yeah. it just like just do more mini series cartoon network we we want that kind of stuff like <laughs> Those are the things I think that they they seem so out of touch with with their audiences where they're like yeah just you know give them this show for however long until no one cares anymore it's like no take a risk please <laughs> I'm faking you yeah it's like, yeah I and know.
1: granted having having worked for large studios like I absolutely understand how difficult that is to get people to take those risks. But it's mm-hmm. so satisfying to see when it when it turns out and those things are actually popular despite not towing the usual company line. It just gives me hope.
0: It, yeah, it does, and it's it's like things that you know you or I. I don't know if you're planning on having kids at some point, but uh, <laughs> it's at like, some point, yeah, it's always like that is. Yeah, it's it's just something that you know if if I were to, if I have kids someday with you know I would. Love to be able to show this to them because I feel like things like Over the Garden Wall or um, you know some of the, the the newer movies that are coming out like Book of Life like those those will become the classics that you know our kids will look at and go like oh my god like I remember that from when I was like five and my mom <laughs> <Yeah. set> on <laughs> she was going on and on about aesthetics she wouldn't
1: shut bullshit. up about it
0: it's like, it's like I don't know what was going on in her time but gee. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> and I actually did want to ask you, like, do you have a, a favorite, like, of all time animated movie that you, like, will put on no matter what? Or does it vary?
1: It's probably Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Um, Though I also love Iron Giant. Uh, yes. Oh, God, I love so many animated movies. It's very oh. hard to choose. I'm, I'm always in the same boat, too. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I can't choose my favorite child. <laughs> yeah, it kind of depends on you know the mood you're in, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I think the last stitch is always the one I return to, where it just it has such truth in storytelling and its characterizations. like it feels very real mm-hmm. and having very real and varied female characters. and like I love Hawaii and loved visiting it when I was a kid, and just seems like a very honest. Pleasant, small but epic story. I just really yeah. like it. Yeah,
0: just the re- the relationship between the sisters, and and then it's just yeah, you have the, this backdrop of an alien thing going on. You're just like yeah, but <laughs> <you're seeing." laughs> like, it's kind of great. I know they did a TV series, but I don't. I, I doubt it went as far as like the movie kind of did with. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I watched it. It was not <laughs> nearly it was
0: nowhere near the actual uh, original movie unfortunately. But that's always disappointing to me because really Oh my god. Like cuz I used. I mean I I'm sure you watched Disney Afternoon at one point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like you know, I grew up with the Aladdin TV series, which I actually re- I still love to this day.
1: Uh, no, so. I totally remember that.
0: It's like uh. Uh, Aladdin had like the has the most expansive universe, I think, of all of the all of the Disney movies, actually. It's
1: pretty intense. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. It's like the genie, and then we've got, what, Jason Alexander over mm. here playing this dude. And yeah. This guy who may or may not be Aladdin's brother. We're not sure. <laughs> we couldn't figure <make> that <laughs> like, Those are the things that I, I do love when they expand on the universes. But, yeah, when they do the shows, and you're like, you kind of took away all the stuff that was enjoyable about them and neutered them, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, you added on all the stuff we didn't want, took away all the stuff we did. Oh, Oh, you you missed the point. (laughs) You're like the George Lucas of your own company. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I do, and I, I feel like I'm jumping around a lot, too, so I apologize. I'm just, like, I'm really... I've I've been excited to talk to you for a long time, so I'm sorry if I'm, like, all over. No, that. I
1: totally love the, like, conversational podcast.
0: It's nice. <laughs> Good. Excellent. Getting back to my list of questions.
1: Being very official.
0: This is exactly. I'm crossing them off right now on this fake pad in my hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, when I saw you last time, we talked Cora for a little bit. Legend of Oh, Korra. yeah. And... Have you gotten Have you gotten caught up? or Are you still behind a little bit?
1: So I am. I am like two episodes behind now, but I did like rapidly catch up. On okay,
0: Quora.
1: and so I'm. <laughs> I'm almost entirely caught
0: up. Almost, you you're close enough. That yeah, for can... a while there, I was caught up, which
1: felt very good to finally understand what the internet was talking about.
0: It's like, why are people saying things I don't understand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Because I know that I think that when I talked to you, you hadn't even gotten through season two yet. How, was that right? Or? Yeah,
1: I had only I had only watched season one. And
0: okay.
1: even season one, like, I'd taken a while to watch. And I can't even explain why. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. And then yeah. I had so many friends complaining about two that I was really, you know, I was hard-pressed to actually sit down and watch it. And then three was amazing. And then four was about to come out. And so I was like, okay, I guess I better rapidly watch through this entire thing in like a single weekend just blasted well, through it
0: i could think of worse things to do on a weekend than yeah last... I'm... <laughs>
1: it's like i'm so glad out. i did it
0: yeah <laughs> so how did you how did you feel going from season one all the way up to season four basically yeah two
1: was a little rough but those origin episodes were totally worth it and um yeah Oh, I just, yeah, and three was amazing and beautiful and pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like armless waterbender. <laughs> just really cool ideas like that. Uh, yeah, it just felt good to kind of catch back up with it and see them evolve those characters. And it's really, you know, it's really gutsy of them with season four to jump forward a couple of years in time. And so it's been mm-hmm. fun seeing them kind of play around with that.
0: No. yeah um so i this here's the humble brag moment i talked to janet varney who voices cora yeah <gasps> cool day. yeah i know i love <laughs> her voice she just she gets on the on the call and just like cora what you're, you're on the phone with me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we talked about like you know cora's journey and everything because you know unfortunately season four is the last one even though i would love it to keep going
1: yeah
0: it's, it's it, it's kind of like you know what we've been talking about with other animated features and whatnot. Like it's immersive. Like we, there's so many ways that you would just want to be involved in the world of Avatar and of Korra.
1: <laughs> Seriously, like I, their world building is so amazing. And mm-hmm. the the first show, like uh, Avatar: The Last Fairbender, was airing while I was at RISD, mm-hmm. and um and Brian's uh, Brian Konietzko is a RISD grad. And so everyone at RISD was really into it, and I wasn't watching it yet. And so Brian came to visit, and he did portfolio reviews, and he reviewed my portfolio, and we like chatted, and he was a really nice guy. And then he did a panel afterwards talking about their world building, and I went and watched it and was like, oh my god, why am I not watching this show? Why did I not fangirl all over this insanely talented guy? And so, yeah. <laughs> like, learn my out. mistake.
0: <laughs> That's what life is like, Claire. It's just a series of mistakes. Man.
1: <laughs> uh, but they do such an amazing job of really creating like this cohesive, non-Western fantasy world. And it is so cool that I, I love seeing series that will, like, if they're doing a second series like they did with Cora. To actually move the world forward and to show technological advancement is so rare in fantasy series. Like It's amazing how long Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, like those worlds have been just trapped in the Middle Ages for so long. <laughs> Never make any technological advancement whatsoever. Like, their industrial
0: revolution is just never on the horizon.
1: Yeah, and then when it does happen, like when Saruman tries to make the industrial revolution happen, it's just cast as evil, and so it never
0: (laughs) happens. He's trying to make technological advances. Get No! (laughs) Throw trees at him! (laughs) Don't worry, the trees will throw themselves at him! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that... In exactly. And again, as a history major, like when they jumped forward with Korra, like what, 70 years, and they had had these advancements in Republic City, it was just like, oh my god, this is like a dream come true. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and to make those advancements just in that one city for the most part, you know, um, uh, and to see like how I love how the bending has evolved as well. Uh, yeah, that's been really cool. Like to see, like, oh, metal bending is commonplace now, or well, not exactly. commonplace, but ish. It, yeah, it's something that you can at least specialize in now, and and uh, mm-hmm. that lightning is utilized for a specific purpose with firebenders. Like it's not just this, you know, you know, uh, <clears throat> special technique that Zuko had to learn in order to be better than Azula or something like that. Yeah, it's just par for the course now with firebenders. <laughs> so cool. The well, Mako doesn't use it that much, so like who's gonna have blue fire now? Come on, guys. <laughs> Someone's gotta take it up. Yeah. It's very important. Uh, was there a particular um nation that you identified with more, or did you just kinda go like, Oh, I love you all. No, oh, Earthbender all the way. Earthbender? Yeah. Okay. So Toph was your girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I'm sh- <laughs> thing Something to do with it, but I also like I love the color green, and I love rock formations, and it just seems like a
0: like a safe bet.
1: mm-hmm What do you uh, What do you identify with?
0: I identify, I think, a little bit more with the the water tribes. Nice. Like I like the because I I just feel like with water there's also just more stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not that I mean, what I do like again, like with the evolution of each bending style, is that there's just more stuff you can do with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. And the like fact it's that less
1: keep, limited and
0: exactly like they keep finding new ways of, of showing how different benders have different styles of, you know, doing air bending or water bending or whatnot. Um, uh, especially like with, uh, you have more like the energy bending and, and those kinds of things. So whenever they make a new discovery, it's like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like lava bending. Why didn't I, I'm think
1: like, that? I'm here for it. I'm on board.
0: Exactly. Like I said, armless water bender. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I always like the, the water benders just because like, yeah, you can do ice and you can do water and like, uh, mists and all that kind of stuff and blood bending if it's, you know, it was not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's my favorite one. And, and I was actually surprised by that because normally I'm much more of a fire girl, like i
1: uh-huh. I'm a
0: pyro at heart. So, <laughs> <laughs> To go for the water, it's like, hmm, maybe I should reevaluate my life choices. <laughs> yeah, and
1: that's the thing. It is hard to choose. Like, I, I love earth, earth bending. I love the earth nation, but at the same time, like, I'm so fascinated by all of the other powers. Like, they really do such a great job of kind of evening it out. Poor airbenders are kind of catching up, but
0: they're they're, they're making their way in strides. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Been doing pretty good with Jinora, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh oh my
0: god i cried, I cried so hard <laughs> that Ugh. that season three finale it was it was just like that's perfect like yeah if it if it had ended on a pause i mean yeah it ends on a sort of pause <laughs> it's the best bittersweet moment like i think in animation for a long time <laughs>
1: seriously yeah Ugh. i just remember watching that scene just being like oh no Oh, no, it's <laughs> just completely losing it when she takes her hood off and has the tattoos. It was just oh. it was
0: done for like the music and everything. Oh. Just how they, they utilize the music and then Cora's crying and you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> <Yeah>. you're damaged. <laughs> it's
1: a dangerously uh. good episode.
0: Ugh, oh, so some of the, I mean, even, um, I mean, I, I like the the series as a whole. Like, I, I, I know with, like, the deus ex Ang of season one, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> which they kind of do anyway in, in Avatar as well with the lion turtle, but um, uh, even in season two, I liked learning about the water tribe, you know, like, getting into that culture. yeah. Um, and and the same with like the earth kingdom that they're doing right now with season, what they kind of did with season three and season four, uh, just kind of figuring out like how these countries basically work. And, uh, you know, the fact that they're not as technologically advanced in bossing, say, and (laughs) that kind of stuff. Royalty still sucks. (laughs) So, uh, it's, it's always kind of, again, it's, it's, you almost want them to go further into the Fire Nation, but maybe they covered it all, you know, in Avatar, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It'd be nice to see, like, Zuko's uh, daughter and be like, how is the Fire Nation running? <laughs> so...
1: Just out of curiosity.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about the governmental um, undertakings of Avatar at the Last Airpenter. <laughs> I'm going to write a whole book about how the government works. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's what they get for creating such good world-building like it makes all of us curious about the most boring things
0: i know well even just the um the previous avatars i mean i would love it i mean these are the thoughts that i have like if they did like an ongoing of just a a a one issue per avatar like oh my god yeah absolutely writer new artist i don't care just tell their stories they've got hundreds of thousands of them Like, you could do... A- I would love more about, like, um, Avatar Kiyoshi. Like, she's... She's my favorite.
1: <laughs> she is amazing. I would love that.
0: I just... I also want to know what happened to the warriors of Kiyoshi. Like, where are they in-, in Korra? You'd think they'd be around.
1: It would be so cool to see how their order has, like, evolved in the past
0: 70 years. Yeah, you- you'd think yeah. that, like, uh, Suki would have at least been doing something with them, or... <laughs> I think I told you my idea for like a character that you you weren't gonna get out of your head, so I'm gonna remind you now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I mean, I'm a sokka Suki shipper. Oh uh, gosh, yes. Uh, and it still bugs me that Saka has only been like casually mentioned throughout Korra. I know. Oh my. Like <laughs> It's like, oh, you, all these other, like, Toph is still alive, and that's awesome, and so is Zuko, and you know, Katara and everything, but Sokka's just mentioned as being dead at the beginning of the series. It's just like, god damn it. God! It's like, he was the meat and sarcasm guy, come on! <laughs> right? But uh, I would I would have loved if, like, maybe at the end of the series, hopefully, I then it's just getting my hopes up that, you know, some ancestor of Sokka and Zuki's would just show up. Like some grandson or granddaughter, it's just like, hey, everyone, remember me? Like, no. <laughs> but the the whole idea being like, you know, you have a, we don't know how the genetics work in this world, really. I mean, Firebenders, Earthbending brothers, and whatnot, and so assuming Sokka carries the gene for being a Waterbender, yeah. Uh, it's not out of the question to say that him and Suki couldn't have had a kid who was a waterbender who was also raised by the warriors of Kiyoshi. Mm. Therefore, using the fan to waterbend. <laughs> oh, God damn it! that would be so cool. I know! Oh. Draw it, Claire! Draw it for me!
1: Oh, God damn
0: it! I will pay With you. With
1: all money. of my copious amounts of free time.
0: Screw it! <laughs> <laughs> You're working for me now! <laughs> I didn't
1: know that's what this podcast entailed.
0: That's what happens. with how I attack <laughs> everybody. <laughs> you're gonna draw this thing for me, see? Yeah, I'm it's learning. This. Go up my wall. <laughs> I just want to get it in your head so that eventually you will draw it and not realize it and be like Where are Yeah,
1: I'll just part wake part? up in the middle of the night and be like, Huh. Hmm. I just had an idea. Oh my god,
0: you gotta, you
1: gotta draw this now. So weird. Oh. Who <laughs> would have
0: thought? And the camera pans back down, and the completed drawing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie I have set up in my head. Like Aww. I said, you're you're just part of the, the 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 chain of events that is happening. I accept. I accept my fate. Embrace your destiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, are uh, uh, you you happy with the the way that the show's been going? Because I know that. 're I mean we're obviously we're huge fans of it so like do you, do you think you have kind of like a an idea where it could go or do you, do you just like taking the journey with it I'm kind of just along for the ride now like since I ingested
1: it so rapidly I haven't really had as much time to process it as I would have otherwise liked so mm-hmm. I'm kind of just enjoying it and I'm sure once season four is over I'll just suddenly fall over and <laughs> curl up into a ball and figure out what it meant to me.
0: (laughs) Just sitting in the, you know, lying on the floor in the the fetal position, just going like, what was it all about, man? What was it all about? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's like what we all do. That's all I want to know. I'm going to be in the corner just rocking myself going, oh my god, it's over. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) As I want to do when most cartoons I love go off the air.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ugh, it's hard to come to terms with.
0: It really, well, after Young Justice went away, and, uh.
1: Oh, ugh, oh, that just. It just hurts.
0: Like, it just. They hit you in the feels because Wally West, again, one of my favorite characters. Mm. And then he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, like, I would have been fine if I think, um. I think it was it was either Greg Berlanti or Andrew Kreisberg or something like that, um, or Guggenheim. Somebody said it. They're like, yeah, there's no speed force in this universe. Like, what? What does that, what do you even mean? Yeah, it's like, it's a flash. You, you don't have the flash without a speed force. <laughs>
1: That's the point of it. Like, speedsters are just, like, my go-to. They're my favorites. And when mm-hmm. they are screwed over, I am immensely sad.
0: Yeah. Like, how, uh, have you been watching The Flash?
1: No, uh, not yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared.
0: You're scared. <sighs> I don't think they're gonna kill him off anytime soon. I think they've, they've got time. They better uh, stick with,
1: yeah. We'll
0: see. <laughs> Who knows in the movie since uh, they don't have to really stick to anything with that. <laughs> it's like we've cast Barry Allen, and then we're gonna kill him off in Justice League. <laughs> yep. That's how That's you do right. it. And then Wally West will just come in and we'll kill him off eventually. And then it's like, It'll be fine. I don't know. Don't curse it. Don't okay. Don't
1: I'm
0: trying not to. Uh, hey, they've done a good enough job, I think. <sighs> <laughs> I had to get through Man of Steel, so whatever.
1: <laughs> that was, that was something.
0: Oh my God. I know. Another movie that I've had endless arguments with people about because, like, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm in the middle somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh,
0: it was a rough ride. It, yeah, it, it really was. And I was telling a friend of mine, I was just like, there are just scenes that I want to rewrite. Like, things I want to do to make the narrative work, because that's where my mind goes. <laughs> it's Like, make the story fit. Um, and he was just like, well, why aren't you doing that? And I go, well, fine, shut up. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> Oh. Uh, um and so we're getting we're getting close to an hour and I know that you need to you know, probably want to go home and <laughs> get food or something like
1: I guess like that. I could get ready for the stupid convention I have to go oh, to. Oh
0: yeah, whatever.
1: Because
0: um, <laughs> by the time this goes out the convention will have come and gone definitely but um so which one are you going to first of all?
1: Uh so I'm going down to CTNX down in Burbank, California, which stands for Creative Talent Network Expo, which does not clarify what it is, but it's the big uh, animation industry gathering down in Burbank. Um, and it's really cool because it's right in the midst of all of the studios, and so there's a huge professional presence there. It's very different from most conventions I go to because almost everyone there is in the industry or is aspiring to be in the industry. So mm-hmm. lots of chatting with students and talking about portfolios and talking shops
0: Going back this year, awesome. I mean, uh, and I know because you've been doing a lot of conventions. uh, There's there's just been like this mad dash to do conventions on the weekends right now. Um, Does it ever slow down for you, or is there? Do you have downtime during the holidays at all, for, or is it just right back into to convention season? Uh,
1: I can't believe that Emerald City isn't that far away now that I think about it. But I'm I'm trying to be better. I, I was hoping this year would be my year of saying no, but now I'm aiming for next year to be my year of saying no. Um, and I'm kind of hoping to take some more time for myself and take breaks and work on personal projects because um, it's disrupting. The conventions are definitely like they're kind of a bump in the road to be working on personal stuff. Be like, oh, right, I have to make prints and get ready and ship things and mm-hmm. It's
0: exhausting, but it's fun enough that I keep doing it, so. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, what's, um, I mean, since the, the Disney princesses, like, really kind of, like, you know, I guess boosted your, um, your, uh, not image, but what am I looking for here? Uh, visibility, I guess, on the internet. Um, how, what, what has it been like with the convention scene then? Um, I mean, what was it like before and what was, what's it like after?
1: I actually only started doing conventions after um, after I did the Disney Princesses.
0: Oh, so and perfect. So I,
1: yeah, I feel like they actually gave me the boost that I needed, like the boost in self-confidence to actually go and have a table somewhere where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. people know me for a thing now. Maybe <laughs> I can do this. And so my first art book that I had uh, back at Emerald City, oh, my gosh. <laughs> while ago a couple of years ago yeah. uh, but it collected a, like at least eight or so of my disney princesses so i i had like a very productive year making a ton of those princesses mm-hmm. um and that's when i did my first con so
0: okay well that's good to know that it's uh, so it, it's got to be overwhelmingly positive in <laughs> for you going in yeah Uh-oh. oh oh there
1: it is okay <laughs>
0: You turned it to video.
1: <laughs> Where is that? What is going on here? Okay. I'm staring at my Skype. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well. We'll just re- edit. We'll edit it out, so. It's it's off. There. Okay,
1: there we go. I think I found <laughs> <laughs> it like,
0: towards the end, we're almost at the finish line. <laughs> so close. Uh,
1: I just felt like my... Like, you suddenly went on, on speaker, I was like, oh, what did my cheek hit on my phone this oh, time? Oh, I have
0: the same thing. I've dropped so many calls with my mother because my cheek hits the phone, and then it's like, Bleh. <laughs> like, like, mom, mom, mother, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, okay, I had a question, then I lost it, because I was laughing. Damn it. Uh, uh conventions. Conventions. Princesses.
1: Princesses.
0: <laughs> Oh, you're gonna be at Emerald City, I'll probably think of it by then. <laughs> uh but no, it's uh I'm just so glad that you we could make some time and uh and actually do this because like I said, if if it isn't obvious that I've been gushing over your career and what you do, then uh I I apologize for not doing it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. All right. More uh, gushing. I, the nope. look, the shrine is in works. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I need a I need a lock of your hair to make it complete.
1: <laughs> oh, very honestly, this was a blast. I hope I hope this is actually usable. I know we went off on a ton of tangents just talking about stuff we like, but
0: Oh, it it'll be usable. But it, I put you know, I I I've gotten to the point now with this because this will be I think probably like episode 20. I think Nice. Um and I'm just, I just like going with the flow now. I don't. It, it used to be a bit more formalish, but now it's just kind of like I just want to talk to people and what they do, and you have interesting stuff to say and talk about. And I could, I mean, I could literally talk to you for hours, but I know that you know it's not feasible <laughs> at this point. Yes, <laughs> like,
1: um, uh, yeah. Eating stuff is important, and packing it, up prints is pretty important. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's
0: a, a that, that's the thing, um, yeah. Because with uh, I, with the convention circuit, I mean, you're just you're talking to fans. You're 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 getting a a sense of you know who's kind of paying attention to you. And I know you do cosplay as well. You do the the costuming. Uh, cause I think last time you were at Emerald City, you were you were like trying to get a costume completed before the contest.
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> but that costume is done. Thank goodness, it's
0: finally done.
1: So hopefully next year I won't have to be, like, hammering under the table while talking with people. That was not great. (laughs) Like, I'm a professional. Hello. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to talk to you awkwardly
0: on my knees. What what were you cosplaying as for that year?
1: Uh, It was uh, Asha Greyjoy from Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ironically. Go ahead. You still there? What? Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Asha Greyjoy. <laughs> yes, Asha Greyjoy. And so, I've actually like, I have seen and touched that actual costume of. It's very, it's it's very weird to have been like, oh, if only I had the information I have now, <laughs> I could have gone back and helped my younger cosplaying self. Uh, but I got it pretty damn close,
0: so that counts. That's it's cool. like, I, yeah, I think that you should just give yourself an award for Best Asha Greyjoy Cosplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the Persistence <laughs> Award that goes on my wall. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's a lot of work, but it was worth it. Are you planning on cosplaying again, or was that just like a one-time thing?
1: Oh, no, I've been, uh, I'm pretty steadily cosplay. I've made a ton of costumes. Um, it's just hard to find time with a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always have a couple ideas on the horizon and a couple, you know, things slowly getting made in my sewing room, but
0: ah, okay, yeah.
1: I think that was where I was trying
0: to go with it. And we got there. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again, Claire, thank you so much for, for coming on the, the podcast. And, um, where can people find you online if they don't already know where you are?
1: Yeah, um, I'm ClaireHummel.com is my portfolio site that I think very few people actually go to, but it's there. Um, I'm Shumla, S-H-O-O-M-L-A-H, on Tumblr, on Twitter, uh, on pretty much anywhere else. Um, Yeah, that's where I am. And I will be at, I'll obviously be at CTN and then at Emerald City in a couple months. Oh my gosh, so soon. I know. (laughs) <laughs>
0: it's coming up so fast, there's so many people there that I want to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have all those new prints and that thing ready for me, right? Right? We'll okay, see.
1: <laughs> we'll so see. see. Yeah,
0: you know you know what I'm like now, so <laughs> <laughs> but uh once again, Claire Hummel, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank and, you uh, for
1: having me on the podcast. This was lovely.
0: Yay! I'm glad it was lovely, <laughs> not torturous. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you, and have a good night, everybody. <laughs> I don't know where to stop. <laughs> I know I'm always like,
1: are we going to talk after the official end of the podcast? Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, not letting me stop for some reason.
1: Stop the reco- what the hell? Damn you! I'm not going to say anything incriminating. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe it'll stop once uh once we get off the thing. Once you
1: actually hang up.
0: Uh, or it could be that I just lost half an hour. I don't know. Mm, I'll really I'll not. let you know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I will also let you go home and uh, and eat because I've taken up a good chunk of your time.
1: <laughs> mm. Well, thank you so much for for setting this up, and I'm so glad we actually got to do it. This was a blast. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm just I'm I'm just really glad that we got to talk and and just you know go on about the things that we love. It's always cool to do. So yeah. Uh, I will definitely see you at ECC. Uh, C. Extra C there. (laughs) Any number of C's. Yes. Well, just, you know, E to the third power. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night, Claire. Okay, you too. Talk to you later. Bye.